Well, today we're continuing our study in the Gospel of Thomas. It's our last in uh, the book, and uh, it's been really enlightening for me to look at uh, Jesus in a little bit of a different way. Uh, Next week, we're going to start a series in a book that you probably didn't even know existed apart from maybe the Da Vinci Code back in the day, uh, but it's called The Gospel of Mary. And it's actually a very legitimate, credible book that uh, for some, sometimes we've been a little bit taught to be scared of other books, but these books were written around the same time as the Gospels. And we know that in the story, you know, you look at those pictures up on the, on the wall, there's no women. In fact, when one of the first people that found Jesus when he was resurrected was a woman, was Mary. And when they replaced Judas, I always wondered, how come they didn't give her the spot? Apostle Mary. It was a different time back then. And because we live in a much more modern day, I think it's time to wipe the dust off these books and see what they have to say. That said, we're going to finish up here in the Gospel of Thomas. So you know that uh, fresh car scent when you buy a new car? Brenda, you just got a new car. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We got a new car a while back. It doesn't smell like that anymore. (laughs) It's great, though, when you buy a new car. You look at your old car and you say to the new one, I'm going to treat you better this time. No more eating in the car. When you have kids, that's a huge problem. And we're dropping food all over. No more missing any checkups this time. I'll take better care of you now. That's the promise. Or when you get a new phone, an iPad or a computer, you look at it, you open it up, you say, I'm not going to drop this one. I'm going to put a nice case on it. And it gives you this sense of a new beginning. This time, I'm not going to download things I shouldn't download on it. I'm going to get Audible and Kindle and start listening to books. I'm going to get some podcasts that encourage me. But a month or so later, you're back to eating in the car, downloading games, downloading TikTok or Facebook on your new phone. Now and again, just as it was with the last one, it's become a hindrance to your productivity. Your dirty car makes you feel not as confident. Those times when New Year's comes and we feel like a fresh new start is on the horizon and all of our inner plans and dreams this time, this year. Last year we didn't, we gave up on that really early. But this year it's going to be different. All my dreams might become a reality this time. I'm going to stick to my commitments. We say this about a lot of new things. Once we have a new president, everything will just magically get better. Our problems will be, will be gone. When the new baseball season starts, the Mets will finally win. This will be the year. Next semester, the next job, the next marriage or relationship will be a do-over. New and better is where it's at. It's not in my grasp yet. It's on the horizon. In my dreams, it's real. But it's not in reality yet. That's kind of how we think about heaven. 
It's how we talk about the kingdom that's to come. When Jesus comes back, he'll make things better. When I die, I'll finally be able to get some rest. With newness comes a chance for redemption. But today, let us hear what Jesus has to say about this. What does the enlightened one who walked in our shoes think about how we think, about how we live? I sometimes wonder what would happen if Jesus lived for me one day. Would he be shocked at my dirty car? Would he be disturbed at all the things I've left undone? Would he kickstart me into a holier lifestyle and show me all the things I'm doing wrong? Would he pay my bills? Would he forgive my enemies? Would he love those I hated? Would he tweet and browse what I browse on the internet? Jesus tells his disciples a story of what the kingdom is like in the Gospel of Thomas, passage number 37. He says, The Father's kingdom is like a woman who was carrying a jar of meal, full of grain, full of food. While she was walking along a distant road, the handle of the jar broke, and the meal, the food, it spilled all along the road behind her. She didn't know it. She noticed no problem. When she reached her house, she put the jar down and found it was empty. The Father's kingdom, Jesus says here in the Gospel of Thomas, it's like a woman who's carrying a jar of meal. Jesus always liked to speak in parables and riddles. This is symbolic. It's a symbolic representation of what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a woman carrying a jar full of meal. The parable began with, God, with this, the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God? We've learned this here at Evensong. I say it all the time. It's in us. It's among us. It's already in our hands. It's not a place. It's not a destination. You can't say, you ever see those people saying, look, the kingdom of God is coming. But Jesus says, you can't say, look, there it is. Or there, it's on its way. Can't do that. In Luke, in our traditional gospels, it has the same exact saying. It says, once Jesus was asked by one of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming. You would think that they might have an idea, but they didn't know. And he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is. Or there it is over there. For in fact, it says this in Luke, the kingdom of God is already in you. And the Gospel of Thomas is repeating the same thing. This time it's his students who ask, Jesus, when will the kingdom come? You would think that they would know by now. They were with him. This is at the very end of his ministry. 
but they don't know either. Jesus' Hebrew name is Yeshua, which would translate to Josh today, and that's how they write it. Yeshua, Joshua, said, It will not come when you're watching for it. No one's going to announce it you know, on, on CNN. Look, the kingdom of God is here. Nobody's doing that. Or, look, there it is. The Father's kingdom is spread out on the earth and people don't see it. The kingdom of God is already here. It's in my hands. That is what the parable is saying. The kingdom of God is like a woman carrying a jar full of food. Some may be surprised by this. The Pharisees didn't get it. Jesus' disciples didn't get it. The kingdom of God is already here? Sean, where is it then? Show me. Why can't I see it? Jesus says in another passage of Thomas, I took my stand in the midst of the world, and I appeared to them in the flesh. I found them all drunk, yet none of them thirsty. And my soul ached for children, for the human children, because they are blind in their hearts and do not see. They came into the world empty. And for some reason, they seek to depart the world empty. Now they are drunk. When they shake off their wine, they'll repent. The Father's kingdom is like a woman carrying a jar of meal. Jesus is using this imagery to describe what heaven is like. If it's already here, then clearly we need a description because we're not seeing it. And he says it's like a woman who has a jar full of food. And he tells a tragic tale of what happened to this person. As she was walking on a distant road, the handle of the jar broke and the meal started to spill out. The woman, the person carrying the meal, she represents us in the story. The meal, the food, it represents the kingdom that's been given to us. It's something meant to fill us, to sustain us, to give us strength. But in this story, in this case, it's begun to spill out. You ever feel like that? She didn't know it. She noticed no problem. Maybe she thought it would be full when she got home. What could have gone wrong? It's like going to the grocery store, getting home, and you left the groceries at the store. Maybe she had gotten so caught up with distractions along the way that she never looked to check her jar. As you know, pray for me, Ashley is pregnant. When you quarantine people for this long, there's going to be a baby boom. I wonder how many babies are going to be 2021 babies. That baby has no idea what's going to happen to it. All it knows is where it is. He's just sitting there, eating, sleeping, and now waking Ashley up as he wiggles around and discovers himself. Would it be helpful 
for that baby to say, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen in the next stage of life. Maybe he doesn't know what, he, what kind of job he wants to do when he, when he gets older. Maybe he wants a bigger room. Maybe he wants to see if there really are parents, if those voices that he hears sometimes are real. But biology doesn't allow for him to know this yet. He must stay where he is. His one task is to grow and develop. That's it. He must take on fully what that stage has asked him to do. He must grow. A time will come. He doesn't know the day or the hour when the walls will shake and the end of that stage comes. A white light will appear and down a tunnel he will go. Sounds familiar, right? With a whole family waiting to receive him into a new world that he could have never even imagined. But first, first he must grow and develop. The kingdom is like a woman who had to get home with her food. This food would sustain her. Like that baby, she must set her sight on the present moment and know where she's at and what she's supposed to be doing. She went out to get food, but she forgets about it. The handle of the jar with the food in it breaks, And Jesus said, she didn't even notice. We know that question, why am I here? What's the meaning of life? And often we say, oh, don't worry about that. Just just think about heaven, the world to come. Jesus teaches us to be sure we are here to grow and develop so that we too can get to the next stage, to get back home. The baby in the womb has no distractions. We do. The metaphor, this parable of Jesus, is teaching us that the kingdom of God is right in our hands. That is what the meal, the food in the jar she's carrying represents. The woman is carrying the kingdom right in her hands, but somehow it breaks. The break should have gotten her attention. She should have looked down, but she doesn't. And the kingdom spills out from under her. The food is pouring on the floor. The whole reason she left home in the first place was to go get the food. But now she's forgotten about it. Maybe she was too busy on her phone, too wrapped up in what was going on around her. Maybe she was distracted by the worries and the anxieties she feels. Whatever it was, she was so busy that the kingdom slipped right out of her hands. Because when she reached home, the passage ends saying, she put the jar down and it was empty. What does Jesus want us to see here? 
What's he getting at? What is hidden in this parable that will lead us to some kind of truth, some kind of enlightenment? Maybe it's that we too are on a journey. The kingdom of God is right in our hands. We should not allow ourselves to be distracted by anything but our goal. And what is our goal? To carry the kingdom. Let it, let it sustain us. Let it remind us why we even showed up in this life in the first place. To grow and develop our minds. Paul writes in the fourth chapter to the Ephesians what Christianity was all about. He said, you were taught to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourselves with the new self. We're here to be transformed. As the baby in the womb is not its complete self yet, it's still growing, developing, and it too is being transformed. We too are growing and developing in this life. Isn't that what Jesus taught? That you would be born again? That's what I hope would happen when I die, that I would be born again. That is the purpose of this life. That we would carry what God has placed in our hands to its final destination. So that when we get there, it will fill us up. We shouldn't forget about this. We should check on it. That's why we go to church. That we would feel it every step of the journey and be reminded there there are things along the road that will lead us into temptation. When you ask God, you know, deliver me from evil, the Holy Mother, the Holy Spirit, she comes and reminds us. That's what Jesus said. She reminds you. Reminds you why you're here. To carry what's already been given to you. The old desert mystics wrote about this in a book called The Way of the Ascetics. And it says this. If you wish to save your soul and win eternal life, arise from your lethargy. Make the sign of the cross and say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Mother Spirit. Amen. Faith comes not through pondering, but through action. Not words and speculation, but experience teaches us about the kingdom to come. To let in the fresh air, we have to open the window. If you want to tan, you got to go out in the sun. Achieving faith is no different. We never reach a goal by just sitting in comfort and waiting. They continued writing, However weighed down and entangled in earthly fetters you may be, it can never be too late. Not without reason, Did Abraham start his journey when he was 75? And the laborer who comes in the 11th hour gets the same wages as the one who comes in the first. Do you remember when you were baptized? Probably not. But in that ritual, you receive the command to wage the invisible warfare against the enemies of your soul, fear, anxiety, 
impatience, anger, rage. Take up that command again. Long enough, the desert mystics wrote, long enough have you dallied, sunk in indifference and laziness. You've just let so much valuable time go to waste. Therefore, you must begin again from the beginning. If you lived spilling the God, the kingdom God had given you, doing and living as you please, you're going to have to stop and start back. Pick up what you lost along the way. But the desert mystics say it's never too late. They continue this teaching saying, Arise then, but do it now. Don't say, oh, I'll do it tonight or tomorrow, or later when I finish doing what I'm doing. Do it this moment. This moment. The instant you make your resolution, you will show by your action that you have taken leave of your old self. No more aimlessly living, not growing, not developing, not being transformed. I remember I asked Max once, I said, what do you hope for people who come to church? What's the one word? He said, I hope they would be transformed. Arise, therefore, without fear. And if it's hard, that's why you have God. Say, God, help me. Hold fast to your purpose and do not look back. Look at what you've been given. Have you ever looked at the stars above? Look at them, and you'll see one difference between those planets and ours. In all of the ones we've looked at, we haven't found one thing. Life. For some reason, this is the only planet that has the ability to give birth to life. And one could say... Life is the most precious thing in the entire universe. So what are we going to do with it? Nothing? No. We're going to live and grow. To carry that kingdom with us. Set our determination, not for the kingdom to come, but on this present moment. All of the things that we do in this life shape us. They make us who we are. Don't get distracted. But we have each other, don't we? We can do this together. And as we do, our minds will be made new. We will learn to love. It's hard to love everybody in church sometimes. But as we do it, we learn to love. Sometimes being in quarantine, it's hard you don't get along all the time but you learn to love you learn to live as god's children and family and we'll learn to root out all of that anger and rage and sadness for all of the injustices that we've experienced we will learn that if it if it was our parents that failed us if it is society that has failed us 
if it's been religion that has failed us, we can get up now, this very moment, and know that God is beginning anew with us. We're going to be the change we long to see in the world. We know that today we are on the shadowlands, but are bound for a place of light. Hold that kingdom in your hand and remember it. Treasure it. Take a break and look at it. Let it smile. Let it make you smile. You have the kingdom right in your hands. Be healthy today, not tomorrow. Be whole today, not next week. Don't put it off or else we will have found ourselves just walking life empty with nothing to show, nothing to fill us up in the coming world. Having spilt and lost the heavens, God has placed in our hands. When our son is born, all the growth and development he did in the womb He's going to take it with him. We don't need to come back to this life over and over. God doesn't have to say, go back and learn how to live finally. We can wake up today and see that this world is a bridge, a type of school, just as the mother's womb is, a place where you grow and develop. And we're travelers together. If you need help, I'll remind you. And if you see me slacking, will you remind me too? What a blessing it is that we found one another. Marvel at that for just one second. How did we find each other? Hasn't Christ and God's kingdom drawn us together? We're all God's children on this journey, and together we march, together we walk, kingdom in hand, growing and being made into the fullness of who we are. Before you were born, my daughter asked me, what happens when we die? Good dinner table conversation. And I said, it's just like before you were born. But the only difference is, now you know who you are. That was the whole point of life. Before you were born, you didn't know who you were. But now you get to shape and make that. So together, not only do we walk, but we sing. Ellie will lead us, as today is the day we are again reminded of what our goal is. It's to live so that we can grow, grow that we can transform, and transform so that we can be born anew into that home from where our souls came to where they will return. We'll have this whole experience with us. We came out of the womb not knowing who we are. You know the song, I once was lost, but now... I'm found. May our hands be full of life and not be found empty on that great and final day 
just as our baby will experience, and you've experienced this too, when the walls will shake. And you'll see a tunnel with a white light. But this time, a holy mother and a holy father who are so excited for you. For you to have made it home with the kingdom.